0: Good morning, this is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Monday the 14th of March. Asian markets have been reacting to the news that the Chinese city of Shenzhen is to go into a lockdown for a week. Non-essential businesses will be closed, which presumably affects the export sector. A week-long shutdown is not likely to be noticed by international consumers. Production can switch in some cases, and even if there are delays, it's the difference between free delivery with Amazon Prime and free delivery without Amazon Prime. Global demand for goods is also slowing at the moment. This is not a significant disruption of itself, therefore, The market reaction seems to be more about the general success of the zero tolerance policy and the threat of more widespread disruption in china in the future at a time when other economies are opening up there may also be some concerns about reports that the russian government has asked the chinese government for military assistance in the war in ukraine asking for assistance does not mean receiving assistance But investors do seem to be wary about a deterioration in Sino-US relations after a period of relative calm. US and Chinese officials are due to meet. The IMF has suggested that a Russian default is, quote, no longer improbable, with reports that the Russian government will pay rubles when it owes foreign currency. The ruble is not likely to be considered an acceptable substitute. Because of the global financial system's reaction to the invasion of Crimea in 2014 and the relatively low level of Russian borrowing, this is very unlikely to pose a systemic threat to the global financial system. The Russian finance minister has suggested that the country has lost access to roughly half their foreign exchange reserves as a result of sanctions. The situation is probably somewhat worse than that as the U.S. prohibits dealing with the Russian Central Bank and other entities, which will increase the difficulty of the Russians managing the reserves that are not in countries that sanction them at the moment. Otherwise, markets are likely to be looking ahead to the U.S. Federal Reserve decision later this week, which is widely expected to raise interest rates by a quarter point. Central banks have to balance the risks between price inflation and growth deflation at the moment. The increase in energy prices and, to a far lesser extent, other commodity prices mean that growth will be damaged by war in Ukraine. Central banks cannot do very much about commodity prices. A Fed chair Powell can hardly dig a wildcat oil well in the middle of Washington, D.C., and the only policy option to reduce inflation when commodity prices rise would be to push non-commodity economy into a recession to cause non-commodity prices to fall. This is not desirable. However, central banks will be vigilant towards second round effects, specifically the risks that wages start to push up inflation via wage costs. To that end, the latest US Atlanta Fed data did show rising wages in the States, not quite the same thing as wage costs, and this is something the Federal Reserve is likely to monitor on an ongoing basis. Otherwise, the data calendar is generally quiet. There's been some price data from Europe, but as this does not capture the full effects of the war, it's likely to be treated as a somewhat academic study. That's all for today. Have a good day.